I'm Dee Brown, CEO, and welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me on the panel today are two world-renowned actors. I have Palmer Williams, Jr. from Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Palmer graduated from Knoxville College. I also have Lodrick Collins from Tyler Perry's The Oval. Lodrick graduated from Southern University. Gentlemen, welcome to HBCU. I'm glad to have you all on the show. Thank Great you. to be here. Very, very glad to be here. So the purpose of this show is to highlight HBCUs and the success stories that come out of those um, historically black colleges and universities. And I think you guys embody uh, exactly that. And so, Palmer, I want to start with you. Okay. Uh, Talk to me about how you made the decision to attend Knoxville College. Well, I originally thought that I was going to be a walk-on at the University of Alabama. I was going to be this great football player and go on to fame and fortune that way. But I attended a Knoxville College Alumni Association meeting where my father was the secretary of the state of Alabama's alumni chapter. And I had to sing there because my father asked me to sing. And the president of the university actually, or the college rather, uh, Dr. Clinton Marsh, you know, God rest his soul, he actually offered me a scholarship on the spot. And it was really an honor and a privilege to be able to go to the actual school where my mother and father met and they eventually got married right after graduation. So I felt it was almost like a duty and obligation and legacy to be able to go to Knoxville College, especially after my mother and father had such a successful run there, even after my father served in World War II and came back and told my mother, if I'm in one piece, I'll marry you. Wow. And that's what they did. (laughs) So, Lodrick, talk to me about your decision to attend Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How did you land there? Well, I went to, I call it a historically black magnet high school. Okay. (laughs) Called Washington Mary Magnet High School in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And for us, uh, Southern University, Gremlin were like Ivy League institutions of the South. Um, And Southern was the one that I gravitated to the most. I remember going on a high school tour there. And it was just the air of the university. I remember speaking to some of the professors there and the information that they gave. It wasn't a push or pull thing, like you must come here or anything like that. It was just a community of people that gave freely. And I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So Palmer, do you remember the first day that you stepped onto uh, Knoxville College campus? What was that day like? Uh, frightening. Uh, actually, uh, I was like, wow, why did I decide to go here again? Um, because <laughs> it wasn't that, you know, picturesque type university that I was already thinking I was going to go to because, you know, with some of the PWIs, they are very, very, you know, nice and, you know, fraternity houses that were larger than any house I'd ever lived in. So, but then I, I went there, but it was frightening in one aspect, but it was quickly over because of, like, you know, Londrick said, the warmness and the air of it, that East Tennessee air, and to see that many black people in one place, mm-hmm. and then also the international community that was there, because believe it or not, even though it was an HBCU, it was, it was really diverse. Mm-hmm. And so that 
was quickly erased. The fears started to go away. Being away from home uh, in such a, a far away, like 535 miles from home in Alabama. So it was um, frightening, yet only for a few days. Yeah. And then starting to get involved with the different uh, organizations there. And plus it was very busy time for me because with the scholarship, the partial scholarship with the choir, we were actually performing at the U.S. World's Fair uh, mm -hmm. every year at the U.S. Pavilion, rather, at the World's Fair in 1982. I guess I'm telling my age now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I went to school at 12. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Like but, Hilsa, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it was amazing that every night I had to go and perform at the U.S. Pavilion at the 1982 World's Fair. So wow, wow. to have that experience of going to college for the yeah. first time, being away from home like that for the first time, and then being a performer at the World's Fair, Knoxville College gave me that opportunity. It was just by God's grace that I happened to land there at that particular time. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, so, Logic, do you yeah. um, recall the first day you stepped foot onto Southern University's campus? Yes. <laughs> what it was, was it like? I remember it was after... It's a special day because it was after a band rehearsal. <laughs> oh, well, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was after a band rehearsal on a Friday. And we're an hour away. Southern University is an hour away from New Orleans. But, I mean, I think the whole South is riddled with that, that culture, that, that second line culture. Mm, yeah. um, it was after a band rehearsal. And what happens on a Friday, I'm not sure if it's uh, consistent on all HBCUs, but the band creates a second line throughout the university, throughout the campus, wow. and students just kind of fall in and follow and dance throughout the, it, it was magical. Yeah, yeah wow. it was magical. Um, and right then I knew I knew I was in the right place. Yeah, I so knew it. So when you talk to uh, yeah. individuals that have attended and graduated from HBCUs, there's always this kind of commonality in that yeah. it's a sense of community and family, uh, mentorship, sponsorship, to where the uh, institutional um, uh, employees, whether, whether it's the janitor or whether it's security yeah. or whether it's a professor, take on more of a, a, a parent or mentorship type mm -hmm. role. Can you talk about your experience with that at Knoxville College? Oh yeah, I had, uh, I, I'd say at least three different mommies. I called them my mother's away from home because I lost my mother when I was eight. So it was always been that void there. But it seemed like there were some women that really gravitated to me. Uh, Dr. Marcille Donaldson was uh, one such lady. She was over the Department of Education and she knew my father and my mother and things like that from her experience at Knoxville College. And it was amazing that we were able to uh, have someone like that uh, of that stature to kind of pull me in and not to mention the fact that I ended up dating her daughter, but that's another whole story. <laughs> but, um, uh, but that was uh, amazing. Uh, uh, Miss Dunwoody, yeah. who was also uh, a mother to me and God rest her soul as well. She was over the cafeteria, but even while I was there, she would make sure I got fed and things like that. Cause even when I was pledging my fraternity, I, my work study was in the cafeteria. Yeah. And so there would be times where I actually was hiding under her desk. But of course, you know, my fraternity does not condone any type of hazing or anything not of that sort because we never did that. But so what I would be doing is that I would hide from the opportunity to see one of my big brothers. So um, <laughs> she actually, one of the greatest moments was that I was sitting underneath her feet yeah. when a brother came in and she basically acted as if nothing was 
abnormal about this 19-year-old sleeping on her feet practically in the cafeteria, but yet still gave me my credit hours for my work-study job. Yeah. So, Logic, what about you? Do, do you remember or recall any parental figures uh, at Southern? Yeah, yeah. I remember in the College of Business. I mean, throughout the university, because I dabbled in the, the, the theater and arts and communications department, but mainly my focus was marketing. I had a professor, Miss Thomas, um, she, she took care of me. She made sure that I would, as most, most of the professors did, she made sure that I was posi always positioned in the right place. And she selected me to be, and campaigned for me to be one of two students on the board for the National Urban League's program of the, um, the Black Executive Exchange Program, which I, I got the position. Uh, and there was only two students in the nation positioned there. And I remember her uh, fighting and and making calls. Even I would go into her office sometimes, yeah. and I could hear her talking me up on the phone before I even entered. You know, right? And it 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 it, it left a lasting impression. The idea that someone's talking about you when you're not in the room in a positive way, and in and, and encouraging you, encouraging others to believe in you. Right. It says something, you know. Um. And, and and it sticks with me. You know, it sticks with me. Even when I went to the mass communications program or the theater program, you know, they always encouraged me. Yeah. And whatever whatever place that I was strongest in or headed towards. Yeah, I think that's just, um, HBCU is kind of like a family, right. you know? And the professors are like a family and we're like these things that they're molding and they, they, they take a passion in what right. they do because it's bigger than it's bigger than just us, it's bigger than just them. Right. It's about a legacy that we leave behind and what's being followed, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes, and you can see the passion when they're doing this molding, you know? Right, yeah. right. And so, um, on HBCU campuses, obviously Greek life is uh, a significant yeah. portion. And um, the three of us all made the best decision in the, the world best. when it comes to a fraternity, being members of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity You didn't even have to tell them. You, you <laughs> heard of the three wise men, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> sitting up here awfully pretty today. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You wouldn't even tell nobody. Frat so nice, nice yeah, to hit a name, name it twice. twice. That's right. Yo, so, baby, so Palmer, yo. talk to me about yeah. Greek life at Knoxville College. Oh, we. Yeah. So that was uh, very, very rewarding, to say the least. Uh, my father was actually on the charter line at Knoxville College in 1947, and I was the only son that has ever come back and pledged after a founder of the chapter uh, was there. And so it was uh, an amazing, I, I feel like, a tribute to my father. But at the same time, I had been wanting this, you know, even as uh, in grade school, when I discovered that my father and my, my brother, I saw him coming home from University of Southern Mississippi while online yeah. and seeing how crazy he looked. And then also my uncle, you know, all of them 50, 60 plus year noops. And, and it was say, uh, like, wow. I don't think I want to be anything else but because, you know, of the blood for one. But then when I got to school and saw just how dope they were, yeah. you know, I was yeah. like, wow, this is going to be amazing. So I had to keep it a secret. <laughs> so, you know, I was being recruited by another fraternity yeah. and I was like, mm -hmm, good, OK, because they had a lot of free food. And there's smokers and stuff. So I was going around on a smoker tour. I was going, I was eating everybody's food. And so, and they did not know until somebody peeped my name because I'm a junior. Yeah. And then yeah. one of the brothers was like, ah. And then my father showed up at home coming to and was like, okay. So then, so then here comes the interest at that point. But I would say because of me joining there, it was extra special on the legacy aspect with my father, but also the brothers that I'm still in touch with. We have a, a daily 
uh, uh, text message with my line brothers yeah. to this mm -hmm. day. And I pledged in 1954, so it's been a long <laughs> time ago when I was there. So we had to make sure that you know we stay in touch and make sure we stay on each other's health. But uh, it led to so many different connections after school also. Right. Not to mention the fact that it was, if it wasn't for my, my fraternity brothers, they actually got me elected as student body president and SGA president during my tenure there. So it was, it was a lot of fraternal right. connections that, you know, they got me to be at a student of the year pageant in, at the 75th anniversary of our fraternity at our, our grand uh, chapter meeting. And so they financed that other 19, 20 year olds helped finance me going to, you know, student of the year pageant and things like that. So it, it from an early age of knowing that that's what I wanted to do and then getting to be a part of it and then seeing that it really materializes into this, you know, this fraternal bond right. and, and, and looking out for each other. But, you know, at HBCU, your, your roommate might be a Q. And your classmates, the alphas, that, that may be your study partner and stuff. So at, at some point or another, yes, you affiliate with the greatest one, which is Kappa. And then with the others, you just have good friends with it because you're all there striving to do the same thing. And that's mm -hmm. an, to achieve. Right, right. You know? So, Logic, talk to me about Greek life at Southern University. That's such a coincidence. I, I forget about this, but I was senior class president. Uh, and if it wasn't for my frat brothers, the way that those boys went in for oh, me, yeah. my line They'd be brothers, like putting flyers on like, bow. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think I we were we were going through the process when this was going on. So oh, they wow. were like, you know, we were bald-headed like, hey, vote for life. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, my introduction was through a really cool organization while I was in high school called Kappa League. Definitely. Um, I remember I was going through a hard time uh, just in terms of, you know, knowing my power, knowing my worth in the world. Um, I was transferred from school to school. My parents had just divorced and I was just going through it, you know. And I had a math teacher, Mr. Stills, who was a noob. Mm. Um, and he saw something that I didn't see at the time, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that I didn't even think to see that helped me pick my head up, hold my head high, wow. shine my shoe. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was getting into trouble. I was in the principal's office for something crazy because, again, I was going through this weird phase. Um, and he says, what are you doing in here? You're not supposed to be in here. You're supposed to be better than that. He was like, look, I'm going to get you off, but you're going to come to this meeting on Thursday yeah. in true new fashion. <laughs> I'm going to get you off of what's going on right here. <laughs> but in exchange, you're coming to this meeting on Thursday. Wow. Right. What's it, what, what kind of meeting, Mr. Sills? Don't ask me any questions. You're coming to this meeting on Thursday and clean your shoes, boy. You know? Wow. <laughs> You know, and um, I went to the meeting and I remember there was some bunch of guys playing basketball and I participated and they're like, OK, now we're going to stop and take care of business. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, Mr. Stills, what is this? And he was then uh, the president of the organization stood up and he was like, welcome to Kappa League and da, da, da. Yeah. I went back next week and the next week. And before you knew it, you know, I became a part of the organization. And yeah. And so I went to college and there wasn't a choice. You know, right. there wasn't a choice. I mean, this is a group of men that, you know, uh, helped instill pride and dignity in me when it wasn't there at the time, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So I knew going in that this was the best choice for me. Um, and in terms of making the choice after I made the choice, I mean, I came up with four brothers, but 
<laughs> I got a bunch more now. I mean, we're on a group me text like every day that I have to silence like early right. because it'll just go off oh, and go yeah. off where we talk about things that I cannot talk about at this table because <laughs> right. I want you to keep this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pure. But no, it extended to... We all to, have those. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? I'm to turn it off. I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't have that kind of thing. I, I, I replied to this thing like, bro, we are, I'm the mature one of the brothers. Right. Oh, right. Bro, we are this Oh, We should not have it be having a discussion about this. Come on, right. you know. <laughs> right. But also, you know, it, it, it's still this 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 ongoing thing of you know when you need someone to pick you up, those guys are always there. You yeah. know, when 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 they need someone, they're calling you, they're calling me. You know, right, right. Um, and it's great just in life. You know, especially when you're away from your extended family, um, just to have have this 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 bond because right. it is have yeah. this bond uh, to lean on. You know, yeah. and to give to. You know, and to help grow, yeah. yeah. So Palmer, you um, were at Knoxville College and every HBCU yeah. have their little unique characteristics and right. you know, whether it's you know, parties or whatever, what was unique as far as the HBCU experience at Knoxville College? What, what was some of the trademarks of the college? Well, one of the things were, uh, it was almost like, like America, you know, just give us your tired, yeah. your hungry, your tempest tossed, yearning to be free. Basically, uh, we, I felt like we were um, thrown away in some aspects, even though there were some that were, you know, academically astute to be there, and there were others that may not have had a chance to go to any other college. And so Knoxville College gave them an opportunity. Yeah. So uh, it was almost like the land of misfit toys. <laughs> but at the end of it all, we all came out as champions. You know, we all ended up achieving in so many different fields. And, and it was amazing how we can see someone that came from, you know, even like Lodrick was saying how someone had to pick him up and dust him off, so to speak, and show him their worth. Knoxville College did that for a lot of people, including myself. You know, I, you know, just knew that I was going to go this place or that place, but Knoxville College, it was just the love. You know, nobody loves like uh, an HBCU. It's just the most amazing feeling. And you go above and beyond, whereas anybody else out there that doesn't have that affiliation wouldn't understand, nor would they participate or right. try to help. But Knoxville College's air was that of, uh, you know, you don't know. Okay, so what? You came from a broken home. So what? You came from an abusive home. So what? You had to get your D GED while you were here before you enrolled in school. So what if you came from Job Corps, which had a location right there on Knoxville College's campus? So forget all about that. It's all about you're here now. You may have made those mistakes, but let's go ahead and let's correct it. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to be overly uh, spiritual, but I am. But it's like, you know, that's how God does us. You know, right. when somebody else may throw us away. You know, he'll always pull us back in yeah, and right. make it to where it's like, hey, this is this is what you really are capable of. Wow. So Knoxville College did that for me. What about Southern? I know that uh, you probably could go on and on about Southern, but uh, yeah. what are some of the unique characteristics about Southern? Before University? he says that, I know one of them, and I just I, <laughs> I visited the campus one time and knew right What's then that? I need to leave. <laughs> yes. My Lord, what was I was just like, I don't know, y'all rec uh, just recruit, recruit beautiful women. I, yes, we do, <laughs> man. That? That's a yes, prerequisite. Are you pretty on your yes, application? Yes, we do. That wow. I, that that is a trait of Southern University. I think <laughs> some of the most beautiful women in the world come from Southern University, Southern Louisiana in general. Yes. Um, I think for me, Southern University 
gave us, provided us a sense of entitlement. And I mean entitlement in the best way, in terms of taking up space in the world and yeah. saying that you don't need permission to take up space in the world. You don't need permission to feel entitled. Uh, you don't need permission to have the entitlement to be in a room right. um, and for your voice to be heard. Um, and because they gave us this awareness of this social representation of an African-American man in the world, you know, and how important it was for us to fight, um, to, to, to be better than any stereotype out there and to fight against the stereotypes, not necessarily with your fist, just against, uh, just with what you represent and what you step out with. Right. I remember uh, we had a Dress for Success, I, it, mm. I might be paraphrasing a little bit, on Wednesday. Uh -huh. And every Wednesday, you wore a suit and tie and you wore your shoes or you wore wow. something like you were going to a job interview, regardless if you're just going to class. Right. And it was really cool, it's really cool an environment, sitting in an environment, imagine it's sitting in an environment where it's just English 101 mm -hmm. and everybody next to you is in a shirt and tie. Yeah. yeah. You know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, it doesn't matter, you know. It says something. It's something empowering, it's something inspiring, and it's something you take with you to the world. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Southern really pushed that hard. Yeah. That must be something that's just you know, nationwide, yeah. because yeah. we had dress up day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't matter if you were in a fraternity or sorority and stuff. Yeah. And just to see everybody, people with briefcases when they right. used to carry briefcases. I'm still aging myself. Again, but, <laughs> yeah, that was just amazing. Dude, it's know? something when you watch the news. Seriously, it's something when you watch the news and all the craziness that, 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 that they put out there. Yeah. And then you come in class on a Wednesday. Because what, what you see on the, what we were seeing on the news... Uh, in a negative way with faces that look like us. Right. And then right. you come to class on a Wednesday or you even step on campus on a Wednesday and it's just a swarm of people so just right. ready to take on the world. Right. You know, right. it's, wow. it's, it's such a great way to combat what the media was putting out there. Yeah. Wow. So what was the signature event on Knoxville College's campus? Homecoming? What, what was it? What was the signature event that you, you don't want to miss? By far, homecoming. Now, the most unique thing about Knoxville College Homecoming, because I, I was in the choir, but I was also in the marching band. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was on then. I was percussionist, and we would just act a plum fool at the homecoming game because we would try to find somebody like a grade school to make sure we won the game. <laughs> uh, you know, not, not that our team was that bad, I'm just saying, because I know there's some brothers out there that they're real cool with that were on the team. But uh, it was uh, when you start to laugh about, oh, look at the old alumni and stuff like that right. when they would come to homecoming. And now I am the old alumni, <laughs> you know. And, and, and to be able to see all of these faces and you see all of these friends, you know, whether they were ex-girlfriends or ex-enemies or whatever, when homecoming came around, all was forgiven. You know, everybody's there for the benefit of the school and also for the camaraderie and just to catch up with old friends because, you know, people are leaving up out of this earth so fast now and that's why homecoming is even that much more important now because we're seeing the people that we used to walk to class yeah, right. suited and booted. We see the fraternity brothers yeah. that that you know that we pledged with and 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 we see all these different aspects of life because it's a small community that gives you kind of a template of what life is going to be afterwards. I tell my children now, you think your high school friends are your best friends? It's your college people that you know for a lifetime. Yeah. Those are the ones that you network with. Those are the ones that you cohabitated with, so right, to speak. Right. And you lived amongst a community of people that were yeah. like-minded. Of course, you had some people that were a little crazy and may have gone off the, the path, and they usually are the ones that you know either go home that next semester or right. either somebody else may have to tighten them up and say, like, yo, Get it together, but 
Homecoming by far is the signature event, also was a fundraiser. And the most amazing thing about my school is that all of the buildings and everything, they're actually closed. And we're actually raising money to, to, to bring the school back to life and we have an online presence, but we still meet for homecoming every year on the front lawn. Yeah. And we use it as a fundraiser and also to be able to bring the community in because we all know that most HBCUs are surrounded by uh, underprivileged or, or, or I guess uh, housing communities that right. are actually, without saying, you know, the projects or mm -hmm. the, the cheaper real estate, if you will. Right. So what happens is that there is a unique responsibility for the college and the community to bond together as well in the general aspect of trying to make everybody's life a little bit better. So, you know, the community is invited there right. and, and it's just a big, big entity of people that are really striving to do better. And I, it's homecoming by far is the signature event every year. And mind you, the school has not been physically open for the last 12 years at least, but we are still meeting wow. in hopes to reopening wow. our Knoxville College, which ironically, you wearing garnet and blue today just threw me <laughs> off. So if y'all see me at homecoming, please understand, I'm gonna have <laughs> one have of the deep brown right self-made CEO yeah. uh, suits right here, because he, he, yeah. he did that, sir. You thank did that, you, sir. thank you, I appreciate yes. it. You, you touched on something that um, about establishing friendships mm -hmm. that last a lifetime in college, and. Ironically, I was having this conversation with my daughter uh, a couple of days ago, and she was talking about, you know, she don't have any childhood friends, mm -hmm. and her, she has a really close friend. Uh, I think you, you yeah, met, the young lady yeah, over there, yeah. yeah, you met a pre, and so they met when they were like 14 years old. And I was mm -hmm. trying to explain to her, like, when you look around, when you get my age, your friends are not really your childhood friends. You may be one or two, you right. may have a couple, mm -hmm. but typically right. you grow apart because of just, you know, you, you outgrow that person. Life experience, yeah, yeah. and so. Um, it's not, that's a, a very, uh, I think, accurate. Um, well, most statement. of our childhood friends, they're cousins. Yep. And they're, they're little brothers mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And people that we grew in the community that may still be in the very same community that we call home. Absolutely. So, so we're going to come back mm -hmm. in just a second with part two of Logic Collins and Palmer Williams on HBCU, where we'll hear Logic talk about Southern University's signature event. And to my viewers, thank you for watching. And remember, without you, there's no me.